From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, IRS has released new guidelines for taxes. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Listener wrote in yesterday. His name is Michael. And he's writing in regards to an article by Cointelegraph. And the article is entitled, Tech's Good Intentions and Why Satoshi's New Social Order Floundered. And well, let's just be honest, Michael was not happy with this. He wrote this and said, Either the author of the book or the author of this article are conflating Bitcoin's proof-of-work chains with proof-of-stake chains, essentially throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think Ethereum's got some problems, but I don't use them to argue against decentralized governance as a whole. I call the author of this article a government plant. FUD is in the house. And so the link is in the show notes. I want you to read it, and I want you to give me your thoughts on the article. Matthew Ern at Crypt.co. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 9.50 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $19,150, down 2.2% in 24. We have Ethereum sitting at $1,297, also down 2.2%. Tether's number 3, USDC's number 4, and Binance is number 5 at 271, down 0.8%. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. The total market cap. Of the whole entire crypto space is down 0.8% at $924.8 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 39.8 and an F dominance of 17.2. I just want to let you know that I only use coin market cap, not anything else but coin market cap, because we need to have an even steady playing field. And I tell you this because of this next article about price. We talked about Aptos the other day. APT is the ticker. It's down 40.5% on its first day of trading. However, that depends on where you look at it. If you're looking at CoinGecko, the trading started at $13.73. It's now currently trading at $7.88. Therefore, it's down quite a bit. However, if you're looking at CoinMarketCap, CoinMarketCap captured the first trade at $8.55. And that's about 40% lower than CoinGecko. And so things can be confusing if you don't use a standard metric. And sometimes if you're looking at some of these websites and they start trades at different times or using different metrics, it really can throw you off. Um, Again, for example, we look at the entire uh, market cap when I tell you total market cap, blah, 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 or BTC dominance, blah, blah, blah. CoinMarketCap has a lot less coins than CoinGecko. Therefore, CoinGecko's market cap will always be a little bit more and the BTC dominance a little bit skewed in comparison to CoinMarketCap. And so here we have a discrepancy as well with Aptos. Well, regardless of where you're looking at it, the price is down. Like I said, it's currently trading at $7.88. And this is because Aptos announced that it's going to airdrop 20 million APT tokens 
early this morning. Participants in the Aptos incentivized testnet are those who minted Aptos zero testnet NFTs will get up to 150 APT tokens. And this airdrop was available to over 110,000 people. While the IRS has given NFT investors new clarity of how the assets are going to be taxed, in the new 2022 tax guide, all digital assets, including stablecoins, NFTs, and cryptocurrencies are set under the same tax rules. This is a departure from the 21 tax guide, which used the term more limited from virtual currencies and slowly defined the world's governing cryptocurrencies and stablecoins. And so they're including NFTs and changing the name to digital assets from virtual currencies. Basically, taxpayers who have disposed of any digital asset in 2022 through a sale, exchange, gift, or transfer will now have to report and pay capital gains taxes on the action. If a particular asset has the characteristic of a digital asset, it will be treated as a digital asset for federal income tax purposes. Basically, if it looks like a duck and talks like a duck, you're going to be taxed like a duck, or in this case, a digital asset. The IRS also made the decision not to classify NFTs as collectibles. This is very important because collectibles are taxed at 28%. However, stocks, bonds, crypto, digital assets, so on and so forth are taxed differently. Short-term capital gains, as we all know, are taxed as income. Long-term capital gains are taxed on a progressive scale from 0 to 20%. So basically, NFT people, <laughs> you have clarity and now you have to pay your taxes, but it's not as bad as it could be. The Crypto Queen, well, not her, but three of her associates are back in the news or are in the news. The Crypto Queen is OneCoin founder Ruza Ignatova. And well, it looks as though three people associated with her are going to have to appear in a German court facing charges over alleged roles in the multi-billion dollar fraud operation. The associates of the famous Crypto Queen are accused of money laundering, fraud, and banking crimes. For example, a man, a Munich lawyer, who worked for the Crypto Queen, is alleged to have transferred $20 million to the Cayman Islands on her behalf in order to buy two apartments in London. Damn, $20 million for two apartments. They, they must be pretty nice. I mean, but that's what, you, that's what happens when you're running a multi-billion dollar fraud. <laughs> you get to buy some nice things, I guess. The two other defendants, husband and wife, are accused of holding $314.8 million worth of OneCoin customers' money. Her whereabouts has been unknown since 2017, which I think is totally insane. I don't know how somebody just disappears for five years, but she's gone. Berlin-based Neobank, I guess Neo meaning new, and bank meaning bank, new form of bank, all you guys in your boardage. Anyway, the Berlin-based Neobank Nuri has officially closed down, citing challenges which kept the firm from raising new funds or getting acquired. Nuri was formerly known as Bitwala, and they filed for insolvency in August, a year after letting go 20% of its workforce. The CEO said this, Unfortunately, we have not been able to find investors to continue our mission, and have asked our customers to withdraw their funds by December 18th of 2022 at the latest. And you got to do this so the business can be terminated and liquidated. Long story short, if you don't get your money out, it's gone. If you don't get your crypto out, it's gone. So <laughs> anybody who uses Nuri or Bitwala, get going. Get going and get your crypto. Nuri also referenced the now bankrupt crypto lending firm Celsius as one of the main business partners and which their insolvency worsened the situation significantly and put them over the edge. Jack Dorsey's Blue Sky Initiative launched a website for its decentralized social media protocol, which it's calling the AT Protocol. It also opened a waitlist for the Blue Sky app, 
which the team is framing as the ideal browser with which to access the AT protocol network. And I signed up for the waitlist. I am looking forward to getting this. The Blue Sky team wrote in a blog today, since May, we've been doing protocol work in a public repository on GitHub, but we've been mostly quiet on our blog and Twitter. This is about to change. The AT protocol is a decentralized network functions independently of the will of any single company. The Blue Skies team also said, and I think this is really cool, algorithms dictate what we see and who we can reach. We must have control over our algorithms if we're going to trust our online spaces. And on the AT's network's site, which I went to because I had to register for the waitlist, it said that you'll be able to choose your own algorithm, which is absolutely cool. So if it's all open source, imagine people writing all kinds of different algorithms with all kinds of different permissions, with all kinds of different kind of like functions, and you'll be able to shop those. It's like, you know, getting anything else in the digital space. And I think this is going to be really cool. Maybe there'll be some kind of, uh, you know, checkbox, plug and play, some kind of like Lego blocks of building your own algorithm so you can dictate what you see and how you interact with social media. Long story short is I'm very excited to see how this works out. And, you know, Jack and Elon, they have had a lot of conversations about Twitter in the past. Do you think Elon's going to buy Twitter and just hand it over to an open source AT protocol that Jack is building? Huh. Would be very un-Elon. Elon makes money with everything. How would you make money an open source decentralized social media protocol. I'm not going to hold my breath with that, but it does seem like Twitter and Elon and Jack and AT and Blue Sky could be a thing in the, in the future. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Bitcoin miners are struggling and they're going to be pivoting in search of profits and hedging their bets. So long story short, Bitcoin price down, network difficulty up. So basically, if you don't have the newest, most efficient machines and have good power rates or electricity rates, then you're probably not going to break even. You're going to lose money. And this is what's happening with Applied Blockchain. Applied Blockchain was mining, and now they're probably not because they're going to change their name from Applied Blockchain to Applied Digital. And they're not going to focus on mining Bitcoin. They're going to focus on, well, data centers. They said they could put all of that good processing power to good work. Other things that people are doing with this high processing power by, you know, pivoting, they could do image processing, graphics rendering, AI, and machine learning. Basically, putting all that GPU power to work. Now, obviously, this is a hedge. You're hedging that, you know, Bitcoin price is not going to go up. Difficulty is not going to go down. Uh, so you're like, okay, we, ha- we have these machines. We have this, you know, infrastructure already. What can we do to make money with this? And so that's what they're doing. They're looking at these other um, use cases. Like I said, data centers, image rendering, graphics rendering, AI, machine learning, so on and so forth. However, this is a risk because if Bitcoin does go up and the hash rate goes down, they are going to be losing out on the potential to make a lot of money and they're going to have to pivot right back, which might be hard if you're in a contract or doing jobs for people. And so this is why it's a hedge and, well, you got to do that if you're a business owner. And finally, here's something I think is a good idea because it puts the power into the consumer or the customer and not wholly into the regulator. Let me frame this really quick. So regulators, politicians, governments have been saying proof of work is just an energy drain. It's a tax on our system. It's a tax on our grid. And you know what? It's not really environmentally friendly for what it does. And they've been trying to regulate it or ban it or, you know, influence it themselves, saying, like, we are going to make the sole call of what is good and what is bad and what should be in the market and what shouldn't be in the market. And everybody was like, that's a bad idea. Even I think that's a bad idea. 
no government or regulator should be dictating what is in the market um, and, and basically picking winners and losers, especially kind of arbitrarily with this one. I do want to say a caveat. There are some products out there that you should just say, yeah, if we shouldn't have those in the market, uh, we could probably name a few off the top of our head uh, and, you know, and shoot from the hip with that. So generally speaking, <laughs> I, I'm going to say that this generally applies, OK, because I know I'm going to get some emails saying like, yeah, but what about crack? OK, <laughs> some people actually would argue that you let crack into the market and, you know, actually responsible companies that want to sell responsible crack would figure out the whole the whole issue and so people aren't overdosing on crack but that's a whole consumer issue we are not gonna go slippery slope into we're talking about blockchain however if you put the power to the people then maybe the people will make the decision and so that's why i think this is a good idea the european union is set to develop an energy efficiency label for blockchains and i think that's just a, a brilliant idea it's simple it's elegant and you're basically labeling, say, Bitcoin as a, let's just call it a CO2 emitter world killer. Now it's your choice as a consumer to say, hey, am I going to use this? Does this thing align with my values? And people could go away from it. People go to say something like Ethereum because of that and say, oh, I like Ethereum. It's more green. It's more efficient. No CO2, CO2 neutral or whatever. It puts the power to the consumer without the regulator stepping in and saying, hey, we're just going to ban proof of work. Label it. Label it appropriately, and people will make their call, and people will make their judgment. What do you think of this idea? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>